Hello, and welcome back to uh, the spoiler cast. I almost forgot what we're called. <laughs> um, it's a show where we talk about movies, new and old, and we don't care about spoiling them because it is the spoiler cast. Uh, my name is Tobias, and with me, as always, is my sister and trusty co host, Rebecca. Hello. Hello. And it is a new year, 2022, and uh, a, a, a new time for movies. <laughs> yes. I didn't prepare an intro. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, but we're starting off the year with a new movie, obviously. Um, yes. And we are talking today about the uh, the, the hotly anticipated, I suppose, yeah. uh, Scream. Or Scream 5, as it should have been called, because all the other Scream yeah, movies the- are numbered. I suppose the requel Scream or Scream oh, okay. 2022, well, which some people call it. Scream 2022, yes, which is stupid because there are only, there aren't 2022 movies, so it should be called yeah. Scream Five. Yes. Um, and we'll get into the whole requel thing later yes. because, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, before we get into that, I just want to mention that uh, if uh, we we have a Patreon, if you want to support this show. Um, and get a bunch of exclusives, uh, commentary tracks, extra episodes, early access to my other podcast, The Madness in the Method, um, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, check out patreon.com slash don't make a scene, um, which is our uh, the, the whole uh, collect- collective name for all these things we make. Yes. Um, there'll also be links, of course, everywhere. everywhere. Um, if you are a patron subscriber, not not only do you get that that extra episode and everything, you would also uh, been able to listen to this episode um, all the way back on Monday when we're recording this. Yes. Um, because if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it on all the major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever, it's Thursday. I mean, you could be listening to this 15 years from now, but... <laughs> It came out we on Thursday. We released it on Thursday, the, I'm yeah. not sure. So on the uh, 20th. Right. No, yes. uh, 19th. Sorry. Oh. I can't, uh, hold on. No, the 20th of January, yeah, 2022. <laughs> um, so uh, that as well, you will get this, well, sometimes you get an early access to sometimes. the Thursday episode. Um, when it when it is, when it it has to do with big releases like this. But when we that, are able to pre-record, <laughs> of course that as well. Um, but all also, the other things, you yeah. are able to uh, suggest and make uh, uh, requests on movies that we talk about on the yes, episodes. Yes, yes, movies we talk about, or even you know, if you want to suggest a movie, we do a commentary track for. Yeah, um, we'll do that. Um, and we're also going to start doing monthly commentary tracks this year. We've only done done them sporadically before. We're um, stepping it up. <laughs> we're stepping it up. Um, that being said. Welcome to the it's, show. Welcome to the show. And let's get into Scream 5, or Scream, or Scream 2022, whatever. Whatever. So, uh... Obviously, spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. Because you cast. cannot talk about Scream without talking about who the killer is eventually, so... No, we will be doing that. We will be doing that. So, spoilers. Um, however... <clears throat> will we talk much about the plot? Maybe. Because, I mean, as much as the plot is, like, important, I feel this wasn't as plot-heavy as the other ones. I mean, it's it's uh, a bunch of teenagers, high schoolers, uh, being chased by the ghost face killer once again. But, yes. you know, it's like in all Scream movies, it's a new person behind the mask, but, you know, Obviously. the ghost face killer. Um, and they're trying to figure out who it is. Yeah. 
That's that, that, that's that's that's, that, that's, it. that's every screen movie. They're being hunted by a serial killer who is someone they know. It's always it's someone always someone you know. in the friend friend group. Um, and uh, yeah, they're trying to find out who it is. That's it. Yeah. While <laughs> that, not that getting is the killed. Plot. <laughs> While not getting killed. Yes. Um, this one has a couple of twists. Um, yes. Which which um, would be more suited for the end of a trilogy. Because it's it harkens back to the first one, which they kind of talk about in the third screen movie. By the way, uh, we did when they when the first trailers for this came out. What like six months ago? No, not even that. Maybe no. like three or four months ago. Like yeah. October, right? Autumn, um, sometime. Yeah, we did an episode where we talked about Scream one through four because we're yes. both big fans of the entire franchise. Indeed. Um. So if you want to hear our uh, opinions on the first four movies. Check out that episode. Um, I mean, we'll mention things here probably. Because oh, of course, of course. I, I, I kind of want to rank them all. Um, we could do that. I will do that in the end, then I suppose. Yeah. Um, but let's 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 get more into screen the movie the movie. So, um, first of all, like we always do, I'll just ask you, what did you think of it? What do you think of Scream Five? I was um I was um pleasantly surprised because okay. I was afraid it would suck. That was my initial worry as well. Um, but it didn't. It didn't nope. suck. Not completely. There are issues, obviously. Sure, issues, yes. But, I but there are also as... things I really liked. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I agree. Uh, it's, for, it's, for the most part. You know. It's slightly above mid-tier, I guess. Yeah, and we'll, 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 like we said, we, I almost said, like, it's actually, you know, someone's going to rank it, but we'll save that for yes. later then. Um, but what was it? What was it? Well, let's begin then with the with the bad stuff. Well, what didn't you like about it? Um, mostly, actually, some of the acting performances. Yeah. The script in itself wasn't that bad. Script the, is, uh, I would say the script is good. Yeah, I mean, a couple of things are necessary in that too, but the sure. main issue is the acting. Yes. And I don't know if it's... I think it's mainly the actors and not actually the director. I have... Right? Uh, um, yeah. The directors... I've only seen... I don't know if they made more movies. But they made uh, the movie Ready or Not like a couple of years ago. Right. Um, Whatever they're called. Matt, Matt Benitelli Open and Tyler Gillett. And I'm pretty sure yeah. they made that Ready or Not movie. Yes, they did. They made a couple of more movies, but that was their big their big breakthrough. Yeah, ready or not. Have you yeah. seen that one? I did actually. Um sometime last year. Yeah, I me watched too. It for the first time. Yeah. Um and I wasn't and a I... huge fan of that. It was it was pretty good, but yeah. I definitely preferred Scream Five over that. <laughs> yeah. Um and that was we'll not we'll, we won't talk too much about that. But I, I thought no, it was just, I, uh, a fun concept that was ruined um by some twist towards the end. Uh, yeah, but again, I don't think that's the directing issue. I think that's the writing issue. Who wrote Ready or Not? Then? I have no clue. Guy, well, Guy Busick, who wrote uh, this movie as well. Um, so, oh. I don't know. Very Maybe. I mean, I mean <laughs> Scream, you have source material. You have a lot of source material to go by. Yes, yes. Well, which but, probably yeah, helps. The problem with Ready or Not, and why I was a little worried going in, having them, both the directors and the writer from Ready or Not... Um, was that I thought that movie was clumsy. It was too on the nose. It was. It felt uh, very juvenile in its message. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. 
the, the plot there is uh, newlyweds. Um, uh, well, actually, uh, they're getting married. Well, they get the, 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 start well, of the they, movie. It's yeah, it's the day of their <clears throat> marriage, and she, the the woman in in this couple is is um, she's marrying into a very wealthy family, um, and they have a tradition. Whenever a new person joins the family, they play a game of hide and seek. Well, they play the, a game and they pull a card from. All right, yeah, and whatever. this time it's hide and seek. But the thing yeah. is, you know. So everyone's seeking for the bride. If they find her, they they'll kill her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such an obvious like, like uh, dig at the upper class and how detached yeah. they are from reality. And and it, well, we're we're talking about Red Unatna, but I just need to get that off my chest about, <laughs> about the clumsiness, because in the end, it's literally like a demon. Spoilers yeah. for Red Unatna, I suppose. This is a spoiler cast, so. But it, because they talk about, oh, we have to appease this demon that has brought us good fortune, but yeah. we need to play this game every time someone joins the family to appease the demon. And they're like, and the bride is like, okay, whatever, I'll play along with you. But then in the end, when they don't kill her, a demon uh, punishes them by killing them. Yeah. And you're like, so... The problem wasn't that they were... Re- I mean, sure, the problem was that they were greedy enough to... to uh, Make a deal with this demon. Sure. But, but I mean, that that anyone would do that. That's the whole thing with demons. They trick yeah. people into making demons. I guess that's a devil, but demons, devil, Same whatever. Shit. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't really the fucking rich people, as she literally says in that movie. It's the fact that they were tricked by a demon to join a deadly uh, yeah. uh, deal with, uh, with it. That's a weird. That's a very weird twist. Yes, at the I didn't, end of it. and I didn't like that. Um, no. So th- that was it was clumsy. It was on the nose. I mean, it was a fun concept, and it was an okay movie. Yeah. But there, there in that one, the writing suffered. Yes. Here, the writing was good. Again, though, because they had so much source material to go by. Sure. Yes. Yes. And and um, more or less. Only one person had been, except for except for number three. All the earlier movies were written by Kevin Williamson, right? Um, and I don't know if he was. He might have been involved in number three, but I know that Aaron Kruger is uh, credited as writer number three. Why? I guess spoilers for our ran- ranking later, but that's why number three is like in the bottom, at least for the original yeah. trilogy. I mean, we've mentioned that in the yes. previous episode yes, about of course. Scream, um, but here. And also, the, the next thing is that every other Scream movie have been directed and produced by Wes Craven. And yes. he has a very specific um, style. You, yes. you can definitely tell when it is a a, um, a Wes Craven movie. And, and he added a lot to the Scream franchise, both as a director and a producer. And since he unfortunately passed away in 2015, 14? I, I don't remember. I believe um, it's 15. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. I. Um, 15, was, yeah. Was 2015, yeah. I was a little worried that this would not meet the standards of, <laughs> of, of his filmmaking. Um, yeah. And, and, and while the directing might falter a little bit, I think the writing part is up there. And of course, he was involved in the writing, but he was not credited as a writer. I think. No, um, I think he had like the main idea or something. I think something like that. Yeah, um, I'm not entirely sure. Actually, I heard that the act, some of the actors were also a bit like, "Well, it's not Wes Craven directing. Are we really going to do this?" Yeah, especially the 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 older the, the legacy actors. Yeah, um, if, which is it, understandable. 
It is understandable, but it, it, it also also the fact that this movie comes out ten well more than ten years, but it was supposed to come out last year, so yeah, ten years after the fourth one, which came out ten years after the end of the trilogy. Yeah. Um. So and and S- S- Scream has always been about you know the the meta context of the movies. It's it's a movie about movies. Um, yeah. It's a movie about movie tropes and cliches. Um. And they're like. Literally, the the murderers in the movies are aware of the pitfalls a movie murderer should avoid, so they avoid that. But then they fall into other like it's which is a lot of fun and it's very it's always been very cleverly written, except for the third one. Um, <laughs> and and that's why you have the the first movie, which is all about like deconstructing slashers. Yes. Like in, instead of having vapid, annoying characters that you want to die, they're actually more or less like fleshed out characters that you care for um that are smart not just like there to party and get murdered um the second one then deals with uh sequels sequels because it's literally a sequel to the murders in the first movie um in, in the reality of the movie and then the third one then deals with how you end a trilogy and how a tr- trilogy has to like harken back to the origins of the first one and even go goes into the backstory of the first one, yes. which then has to do with the fact that uh, the murder in that one is Sydney's like illegitimate half brother or something, the yeah. director of Stab Two or Three. They're making that I one, don't which remember Stab by is the version of Scream in the movie Scream. Yes. <laughs> um. And you know, and th- there, there it was wrapped up. Because um, a trilogy is a trilogy. It's one of the magic numbers. Sure, three, yeah. seven, nine, I think, and eleven uh, are magic yeah. numbers. Something like that, especially in movies. Um, so when they made the fourth one, I was I was worried back then as well. But at least at least Wes Craven was still involved, and uh, and Kevin Williamson came back as writer, uh, and they. They dealt with the whole revival sequel thing in that one, like coming back ten years later, having a new, um, a new generation of, of characters, but also bringing back the older characters. Um, so and it, it dealt with like the changing landscape in horror movies. Like nowadays, you know, it's all about like they had live streaming, they had they had more of you know they had the torture porn genre to deal with. Yeah. Um, and it once again managed to deal with that in the very like scream scream esque fashion. So then fast forward another ten years, and the concept in this one is a legacy sequel, a revival sequel, slash yeah. uh, requel as they call it. Yeah. And it's but it's kind of the same concept as the fourth one. So. Only with you know way, some updated updated rules. Sure, 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 and, and it's more of a as they call it requel. Yeah. Um, but if this was the first time that the concept felt a little stale, because it's basically the same concept as the fourth movie. Yeah, except for the fact that they are setting this up to be a new trilogy, which they did not do with the fourth one. They do. It feels like it, at least. Yeah, it, it 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 it's 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 leaving it open for a sequel at least, but I I I hope they don't make it. No, I hope two not. Two more movies. But I mean, well, like, cause... well, honestly, like if they're gonna make, because this is a a franchise where all the sequels are good. Even the third one is okay. Yeah, like this is definitely and 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 it hasn't been watered down. They they haven't done ten movies yet. They've only made five in <laughs> almost thirty years. Yeah, twenty five years basically. So. 
I guess I could see another sequel as long as they're as good. But I'm, yes. you know, quit while you're ahead. I would say. Well, yeah. The <laughs> only way, the only reason I'm saying that they're built, they're putting it up for sequels or props, possibly another trilogy, is because a lot of people survived. A lot mm-hmm. of new people survived. Yeah, I mean, there aren't really in, that in many killings. Four, not a lot movie. of the people survived, right? No, most of the characters die in number four. Yeah. Except uh, for a little Easter egg in this one, in Scream 5. Kirby is alive. Yeah, the lieutenant who is secretly in no, love no, no. with... Oh. Kirby, as in Hayden Pinetier's character from number four. Oh, what? Yeah, is I missed that completely. Movie? No, she's not in the movie. Oh. But when they're looking at... Someone's looking at like a YouTube clip uh, reviewing uh, Stab 8. Okay. In the side, you know, where like recommended videos... There's an interview with the survivor from the Woodboro murders, Kirby. Oh! Well, I totally I'm... missed that, but I, I checked out a bunch of videos before this, obviously, because okay. we saw it on Friday, so I had to like refresh my memory slightly. Yeah. And so many pointed that out. So apparently, oh. Kirby's alive. Well, I'm I'm very happy then because in the fourth one, the best she new is... character is Kirby. Oh yes. God damn. <laughs> Yes. Um. We, yeah. Even I, I had I a crush on her. Yeah. I, yeah. I, w- I won't repeat, but you can listen to 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 why yes. I like Kirby in the fourth one. Jesus Christ! But that's okay. Yeah. Okay. See, so they're like that's like one of the few people that survived, except for the legacies, obviously. Yeah, and then uh, the 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 uh, lieutenant who is secretly right. in love yes. with uh, with Deputy Dewey. Um. In the who fourth is, one. Uh, who is now uh, sheriff? In sheriff. The fifth one. Yeah. Yeah. In fifth. Yeah, um, it was fun though because they she was she was like a, uh, a a new character. Well, she wasn't a new like main character in the fourth one. She was just a side character. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah. but it was fun that they included her in this one. Um, yes, and she wasn't just she wasn't just there to like oh remember me from the fourth one. No, she was actually no. a character in the story. Um, so let's 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 talk about that. Well, um, first. We- Oh yeah. I have to ask you, what did you think? <laughs> yes, I know, I know. But we we kind of like just spun on. Yeah. Um I liked it quite a bit. Um I have recently started using Letterboxd a lot. Um which ah, I, yes. I I, 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 I link a link to my my Letterboxd. I'll link to yours as well if you want to. I know you're not Well, as mine active. isn't that uh fleshed out yet, so we'll, no. we'll see about that in the Sure, future. sure, sure. But I mean <laughs> There you rate them one to five stars. I mean, you technically can do zero stars, but I don't do that. Yeah. Um, and I gave it three and a half. That's like a seven, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so I liked it quite a bit. I mean, I, I don't have a lot to complain about. The, no. the same The same thing as you said. Uh, the, um, the, the main actors. The acting isn't the, the best. <laughs> No, the acting isn't great, but that's I think that's more of a problem that we're so used to the older characters. Like we've 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 had Sydney and Gale and Dewey in all four movies up to this point and they're still in this movie and they're still yeah. like well-written characters. Um so to have like a completely new batch of characters um having a lot more uh, like um, autonomy or whatever you want to call it in the in the movie because in the fourth one uh, the new characters were intermingling a lot with the the old characters. They were still yes. like an integral part of the story. Here, except for Dewey, they're 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 mainly in the last act. They're kind of like 
It's it's kind of like when the Ghostbusters show up yeah. in Afterlife. Like here we are, but They're in a, supporting in a actors. good way. In That's a good it. way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can check out our Ghostbusters. Well, Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife episode if you want to. If you want to hear us, Ghostbusters. Ghost Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's what I would call that movie. Um, whatever. We're talking about like just shoving in characters because well, they have to be in the new one as well. Yeah. No. Here the here they are definitely sidelined by the new characters, but they do fill a purpose. Yes, definitely. Um, but yeah, so, so I, th- I think it's more of a problem with that, that these are the new characters and I don't, I'm like instinctively rejecting them, I think. But also, I'm also, I, I looked it up, I'm older than every one of the new characters, even like yeah. the old guy um, who they call oh, like yeah. dad, which is, he, funny enough, he is not even the oldest one. The oldest one is the the main the main character, whatever her name is. Sam. Uh, yeah, she's actually old, the oldest one. She's a year younger than me. Well, give or take a few months. Yeah. Um. So I, I guess it's also a little that like I can't stand teenagers, especially that age that they're supposed to be like seventeen, eighteen. Like fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and especially, yeah. Especially this new generation of teenagers. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm technically millennial. But I'm more of a boomer, so I can't stand Generation Z. I'm sorry. Um, so th- it was very hard to like empathize with these characters for the most part. <laughs> I don't know sometimes, but for the most part, they feel like they're all they are well written characters. Sure, it's just some of it's, them. It's just like 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 Randy in number one and two, and his little. Cameo number three. Yeah, he is such. He he is, he is me. If I was able to like roam free when it came to movies. Yes. He, uh, and we don't have characters like that anymore. The Randy character in this one is some fucking like casual movie fake movie buff asshole that I I couldn't stand her. I'm sorry. No, she's not casual movie buff. She is a movie buff, but she's pretentious. <sighs> Yeah. In a bad way. <laughs> yeah, she's pretentious when it comes to slashers. Like, come on, yeah. what are you, what are you getting at here? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like her. Um, you know what the worst I part mean, is? I, I didn't dislike her, but it was not like ooh. She was like, oh. I I looked at a few like interviews um, with the cast just yeah because that comes up when you search for it on YouTube. She is a lot like her character oh, in real God. life. It seems right. like. She was just as pretentious and annoying, <laughs> which I haven't seen her seen her in anything else. I don't know what she's done, no, I, but I, I wasn't a fan of her. The only one I recognized was what's his name, Dylan something. No, not Dylan. Uh, Minette, yeah, yeah, it's Dylan Minette, yeah, yeah. He's the I, guy from Thirteen Reasons Why and yeah, a bunch of or, other stuff. But I I recognize him from. Uh, uh, don't breathe. I don't think I've seen him in anything else. Oh yeah, he's in that one. Because I, w- I think I've only seen like one or two episodes of Thirteen Reasons Why. Then I turned off that toxic garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, just side note: Don't watch that show. Yeah, no, you shouldn't watch. It. I don't understand how there are three seasons of that show, right? Yeah. I don't understand that. Anyway, we're not going to yeah, talk about. Let's not talk about that one. <laughs> um. Oh, he's in Prisoners. But it's like almost ten years ago since I saw that, so I don't remember him. Anyway, um, where were we? Right, right. So, so yeah, my my main qualm about the movie are the new characters and yes. some of the writing. But I mean, it's written for a modern crowd, and I, I am not, I, 
I guess I'm not lo- no longer the target audience for Scream movies. It's targeted at the new generation. Well, well the, 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 the original trilogy is definitely more for my generation, even though I'm technically a little too young <laughs> to watch them when, when they came out. Well, um, yeah, but I was even younger, and I still feel yeah. like I'm more of their target audience. Yeah, and then the fourth one was kind of transitional. Here, it's all the new characters. And I couldn't really... Uh, I, I couldn't immerse myself in these new characters. No. No, they... they. I don't know if... I feel like there were too many of them, to be honest. I didn't feel like we get... We didn't have time to get to know them enough. But the, all yeah, because the original... There are two couples. It's Stu and... Whatever Rose McGowan's character is called. Yeah. And then there's Billy and Sydney, of course, and then Randy. Yeah, five characters. Yeah, there's five people. Here we had the twins, the sisters, Sam and we whatever. Had, yeah, Tara, I think. Then Tara, we have right. Sam's boyfriend. Uh, yeah, uh, and the twins' and the girlfriend. Ex or whatever. Oh yeah, and the twin, the guy twin. Uh, Has he, a girlfriend. Uh, Wes, with the uh, the ex boyfriend or ex friend or whatever. Um, I don't know. He, Wait, he we was, have one, two, three. Amber? Oh my god, this is Amber annoying. was uh, the, 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 the most the, vapid one. Uh, the white yeah. lady. <laughs> um, which is no, the twi- no, the Amber years. is the is the other one. Oh, right. So She's then the there's... douchey best friend who's like right. overprotective of, of Tara. So it's the twins, <laughs> the sisters, Sam and Tara. Yes. Uh, Amber, the friend. Uh, Wes, the guy friend slash ex-boyfriend of someone. No, love interest for Tara. Right, but they never do anything. No, but he's in love with Tara. Oh, right, apparently. right, right. And then the the boy twin... Uh, uh, His girl girlfriend. Friend. Yeah, so seven characters. No, and then and then uh, Sam's boyfriend. Yeah, Jack so Wade. eight characters. Eight characters. New characters. Eight new characters. Plus four legacies. Plus four legacy characters. Like, that's too many characters to have as main... Ca- and they, they all, at one point or another are the main character. Yeah. So it um, gets very thinned out when we try to understand anything about them. Yeah. Like the twin the twin boy's girlfriend. I don't even remember her name. Uh, no, I don't, I don't Liv. know. Liv. Oh my God, we should remember that name. Liv. Liv, yeah. We have the a cousin wannabe <laughs> Bella Thorne. I guess, yeah. Because she kind of looks like but she just wants annoying. to look like I Bella mean, Thorne. Yeah. Bella Thorne is annoying as well, but even more annoying. <laughs> yeah, but with the hair and the stuff, whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure, and sure, her, sure, She has this moment with, oh, there's an ex-boyfriend who's stalking her. Yeah. But that's all we get from her. Yeah. Um, what was the point of that? Could we just skip her and have, like, Amber be the girlfriend instead and just cut one person out? Yeah, that could have worked. Or the twins could have been one character. Yeah. Why did we need two? Because... <clears throat> Diversity? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, it's change out Minetti well, and make him a black dude, and I don't then know. we have diversity D- again. Diversity? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, there's too many I mean, characters. There's and, too and many characters. They don't feel purpose. Like like Tara. As much as she's like the main character in the beginning, then it becomes Sam, her sister. Like she's pointless in the yeah. movie. She is she really barely in it, yeah, except for she, being hurt. Yeah, she is the Drew Barrymore character in the beginning. Only um, she survives. Only she survives, so so she has to be in the rest of the movie, but 80% of that time she's in a hospital bed. 
Yeah. Yeah, like you could have skipped that character. She's she's really only there to so we so we can find out that Sam, the real main character, her older uh sister, um, is actually only her half sister, and she is actually the daughter of Billy Loomis. Ooh, ooh which is the big reveal in this one. <laughs> yeah. Um and I mean you could have could have had that even if she died in the first scene though because she could have had to come back to Woodsboro for the funeral yeah of course and then she could have told her friends like yeah I am Billy Loomis's daughter because this is why this is happening oh my god well she uh, thinks that's why this is happening yeah, yeah exactly um <laughs> yeah precis yeah precis exactly <laughs> um and that is that is my other gripe with this. Like it, it's it's becoming a. Li- and even though the older movies are kind of like silly and a little sappy, almost like um, almost a little bit like like a, like a soap opera with the characters and all the, yeah. the the Sydney's mom and her escapades before Sydney was born. Oh, whatever. Yes. Um, having the new main character be the illegitimate daughter of the murder in the first movie is just like. You're pushing it. <laughs> yeah. Because then it turns out that uh, 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 Billy Loomis, around the same time of the first movie, or I guess right before the first movie happened, um, had a, an, an, another girlfriend or just a casual relationship with someone and got them pregnant. Yeah. And then he died. <sighs> and, uh, you know, no one no one looked into that. I guess, you know, m- maybe the woman didn't really want to talk about her having sex no. with a psycho serial killer, but having his child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Poor baby. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. But I mean, uh, it's it's a little, and she's having like visions of Billy Loomis. Yeah, because she's psychotic, which apparently Billy was as well, sort of. Yeah, I mean, what he did was pretty psychotic, but I don't, sure, I don't know if, he... if you would like if he was like clinically psychotic they never go into that no but yeah she's um she's having visions of him she's taking like antipsychotic medicine i suppose some yeah. sort of medicine we never see her actually no well, she says it it's antipsychotic oh, she says. okay um but it's kind of at one point yeah cuz she she keeps seeing him and it's him from the very end of scream 1 so he's got the 90s uh, kind of like my hairdo actually but longer <laughs> um, with the bloody shirt and the bloody and, shirt and, the yeah. blood on his on his cheek or, or chin, whatever. Somewhere in the His face. face. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. I haven't looked into the credits, but that's that is Skeet Ulrich, right? Yes, that and they is. They just engaged him, I suppose. See, the thing is, when they released the trailers, and when like everyone starts knowing that, oh my god, there's another scream coming, they s- sort of advertised that he would be in it, as well as Matthew Lillard. Yeah, Stu, the other killer from the first Stu. one, Stu, Stu Macher or Stu Maker. Um, was he though? I did not see Stu anywhere. The only like cameo we have is that apparently his nephew is in the movie. Yes, which okay. doesn't make sense to mm, me again. That's the other thing um, that I didn't like about this, which was just silly, and it was the the worst the the worst little writing thing they did. The stocky weirdo ex boyfriend. Or the summer fling of Liv was Stu Mocker's sister's son. Yeah, but he didn't even Why? he didn't even share the name. His character is called Vince Schneider. Yeah, couldn't they have called him Mocker at least to like make it more obvious? I don't I don't know, but like 
Adding... Also, waste of a- talent. Why would they put Carl Gall- Gallner as him and just yeah, like have him in one movie. scene? And he's he's a he's a fine actor, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But but having him be related to one of the killers in the original is like, like why? What is the point of that? Because he's think... he's just he's dispensed. Of, I think it's only because the killer only kills people who are related to the yes. original characters. So they had to make him related somehow. But it's just like, what are the they odds? They could just cut him at all, uh, completely. Then, what are the odds that the the daughter of Billy Loomis um, befriends the girl who one summer has a fling with the nephew of Stumacher? What? Yeah. What are the odds? I mean, okay, they all live in Woodsboro, but she met him over the summer, apparently somewhere else. I, uh, that's I, not told, but I mean, it's like she was away for the summer and met someone else. It's such an unnecessary point. Yeah, it's pointless. It's, it's just like it's a, that was the one piece of like I remember. I got a clap for that. That felt unnecessary. Yeah, that's it's the, stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, well, go, but but going back to uh, member berries and and references, I gotta say, yes. um, this movie did. Uh, references and fan service the right way. Except for that one, yes. Ex- except for that one, and the fact that the third act takes place in the original house, which was I like... I like that. Yeah, but the only reason it takes place in that house is so they can say, oh my god, it's Stu Mocker's house from the first one. It didn't have to be that house. No. It didn't need to no, be. It was only so, so Gail and Cindy could say... We're back at it and pull their cock their guns and walk in there, you know. It's like, ugh, come on. I mean, it also added that tiny little bit about why uh, Amber did what she did, because she, yeah, she says she, that like, she, I mean, she still lives since in Woodsboro. We bought this house. Yeah, but she still lived in Woodsboro, knew yeah, about the murder. So, true, I but guess. other than that, all the legacy characters, all the references to the old movies. Um, all the little like, yeah, member berries, like, oh, gotta clap. They're not just there. To be gotta clap for that moment. Or I remember that. They're, they fill a purpose. Yeah. And that is fan service done the right way. It's it's not just the Millennium Falcon because it's the Millennium Falcon. It's It fills a purpose. <laughs> yeah. The Millennium Falcon could have been any ship in The Force Awakens. But we had to have the Millennium yes. Falcon because it's Star Wars. Here, um... It, uh, uh, Dewey doesn't just appear in the movie because well we gotta have Dewey in the movie that's uh, what's his name David Arquette David Arquette's character yeah you know Deputy Dewey, Deputy um, Dewey. no he feels a purpose in the movie yeah um, he, he is the kind of like passing the torch character um, and, and he's also the one you know he it, it they can up the stakes by killing one of the legacy characters well technically two but he's a real legacy character <clears throat> yeah um I was um, I was about to call her Deputy Bunny, but that's not her name. No, <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff uh, Shit. T- uh, what is her no. name? Uh, Jesus, the hell. Uh, Deputy Judy Hicks. Well, Sheriff Judy Hicks. Sheriff this. Judy Hicks. Yeah, she's she credited technically... as deputy. Well, she is sheriff. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, anyway, well, you know, Hicks. She, she's a legacy character, and she gets killed. But I mean, she's she's only been in the fourth movie, so it's not. Yeah, know. she's not been in all of them. When they when they kill Dewey, who has technically already died twice in the franchise, <laughs> but then 
came back as oh I was I sustained life threatening damages but I I survived. No, no, and no. And then you know those life life threatening damages are gone. He doesn't have a limp or anything by now. Yeah. So he manages know that he has nerve damage. Sure. He but doesn't. We can't he doesn't. See it. No, but he doesn't limp in the third or fourth movie either. So. I guess no, it, it, it was kind of a hindrance for his character in the second movie that he like couldn't run properly. Yeah, made sense though. That was that was a nice touch in the second movie that there were like, of course, emotional scars, but also like physical scars on yeah. our characters from the first movie. Um, they're kind of gone here. We do have the emotional scars left. Like Sydney, even though she's kind of more free since the the end of the third one where she kind of like she lets go of her past even though she she does 10 years later even though 10 years later she has to relive it all but I guess she's well um, that one she kind of finalized by the fourth movie so yeah it's fine Um, and and here you know she's she's living like a normal person but but you can definitely see like uh, the the like uh, not not PTSD, but when Dewey calls her, says like the someone's killing people in a ghost face mask again. She's it's, like, it's Ugh. on. She's like, oh yeah, shit. Yeah, she like snaps back into it. And like, of course I got a gun. I'm Sydney fucking Prescott. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so it it's it's it the, the writing of the the old characters, the legacy characters, is consistent. And yes. They fill a purpose. Maybe not Sydney because Dewey specifically tells her stay away. And she still turns up in the end. Well, I mean, she's there she to console because, Gail. Yeah. Um, because even though Dewey and, and Gail had uh, uh, separated or divorced, which Split I didn't up. like. That's another problem with making too many sequels. They, yeah. lived, they lived happily ever after. They got married in the third one, or he proposed. They got engaged in the third one. They lived in a from what I understand, a happy marriage for ten years in the fourth one. Even though she was frustrated by being like stuck in her career, not not with their marriage, um, but now in the fourth one, they they have they have separated, they've divorced. He he has retired because he became uh, an alcoholic after they divorced. Um, so now he instead of living in a nice house with the woman he loves, he lives alone in a dirty like uh, trailer. Trailer, park. yeah. He's like, why? Why did you have to do this to this character? Like, he was fine in the fourth one. I mean, to be honest, though, if someone had to have, like, finally get shit on and die, it's Dewey. You can only survive so many times. Yeah, but Gail and and Sydney never sustained those levels of injuries. No, I know, I know. But I mean, that's why... I think I even, like, called it as soon as I heard this one was coming out. I was like, okay, so Dewey has to die this time. Yeah, a lot of people saying, please... Two things. Please don't let Dewey be the murderer, which was a a, a theory floating around. And also, please don't kill Dewey. But no, Dewey died. Yeah, a lot of the the short reviews I watched were like, I hated that they killed Dewey. (laughs) And And he survived everything else. He could have survived this too. I was like, no, I liked that they killed him. They eviscerate him in this one. They they gut him, literally gut him. Um, But they, in a way... In a way, it's like it's contrived that he shot the murderer at the hospital in the scene, uh, and they're all gonna run away. But he's like, "No, I gotta stay. They always come back otherwise." So he goes back to shoot him again, the murderer, and then the murderer gets yes. up and with two knives just like slit him open from 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 butt side to mouth, to side. basically. <laughs> <laughs> just open him up, and he's like, "No, why?" But at least, you know, he got to go out and, like, 
in proper scream fashion like he died yes. brutally at least <laughs> that was one of the scenes that i i was mostly annoyed with not that he died or how he died but just before that there yeah. is a moment where he's standing there just looking at the dead well the yeah. knocked out murderer and i was like what's stopping you from just reaching out and pulling up the mask i know it would ruin the movie yeah but jesus fucking christ it annoyed me that he just didn't right then and there shoot him in the head once yes or pull up the mask yeah that could have been a nice nod to the first one because when drew barrymore dies she pulls i think it's drew barrymore she pulls off the yeah, mask we don't see who it is the but, mask yeah um, she sees it but we don't yeah and she even like <clears throat> reacts because she she knows billy loom is yeah because they go to the some same classes whatever same um, school at least same school yeah um, in this one, they could have done, he pulls off the mask and he says, you? And then he dies. Yeah. Maybe that would have been too on the nose, but it would have been a nice callback to the original. I mean, they already had a bunch of those, so why not? Exactly. Um, but yeah, at least, you know, at least as the knives go in and they cut open the stomach, the murderer says, it's been an honor to kill you, basically. <laughs> Which is also <laughs> a nice okay, thing. Okay, that's it, a nice you know, touch. You know. It is an honor to be the one who actually gets to kill him, who finally gets to <laughs> kill him. gets to kill Dewey. Yeah, I mean, it's it sucks, but I mean, someone has to die, and to up the stakes, you have to kill someone of the, some of the legacy characters. Yeah. You're not going to kill Sydney. Sydney's No. I mean... Well, well, she's eventually gonna, if they keep making sequels, she's gonna die eventually. Yes, they're, they're I mean, gonna have next to kill one, her off. Gail has to die, and then the one after that, Sydney yep. has to die. You problem cannot then, keep going. But problem is then, Unless, then it becomes well, you know cliche, and we like just expect people to die. Here we didn't expect him to die, but when it happened, it was like yeah, makes sense. But it was still like I had an emotional reaction. It was like. I, I don't know, I didn't, maybe you didn't hear because it was all amused, but I was like, oh, no, when he died. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Poor Dewey. Yeah. Nah, I, mean, I, oh. I didn't, I honestly didn't care because I was, I when Dewey survived in the second, well, the second time he survived, I was like, come on, dude. Yeah, because they, they like slit his back open in the second yeah. one as well. It's like, Jesus Christ, I already survived that. Um, like, come he, on. He, he slumps down on the glass wall and you see all the blood. Yeah, how did he survive? But, you know, yeah. Like, he's back in the he's third doing, one. He's he survives fine. everything, apparently. Exactly. So, no, oh I like God. that he died. He survives <laughs> and he's in the sixth one. No, I don't think so. Fuck no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, they, this was like they, a permanent They end. rolled him out in a, in a body bag. Oh, that's right. Called. Yeah, we do see the body bag, right? That's why Gail is collapsing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason Sydney does come back, I think. Yeah, she's there to to console Gale and to make sure, you know, this ends. Yeah. Um uh, that was another like uh, not like a movie meta movie thing, but it was like a meta thing, like comment commentating on like how what's happening in Scream is supposed to be real, even though it's you know, it's, it's in the reality yeah. of the movie it's real. When Gail and Sydney tell Sam that, like, we're going to help you take this fucker down. She's like, you want me to help you commit murder? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's right. Like, people are very casually killing people in the screen. I mean, in every movie, you know. I mean, yeah, but e- even if it's self-defense. Specifically, Sydney and Gail have become very casual yeah. about killing people. And listen, self-defense is one thing. And it's definitely, sure. like, a, a defense. 
But I mean, Sydney, both Sydney and Gail should have done some prison time, even though it's yeah. self-defense. Um, it's still, you know, it's still killing a person. <laughs> emptying a mag into someone? Yes, yes. That's beyond self-defense. That's mm-hmm. overkill. Yes, yes. You said that, get that sent is a crime. to jail for that. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's a movie, so. But it, 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 with- it was. It was just a funny thing that, that Sam is like, you want me to murder someone? No, I'm not going to do that. Well, but then she ends up doing it. Yes, I was about even to say more that. viciously. Her, her killing, the, the scene she kills someone, I did not like that. The way she did it. She channeled her father. Yes, that's the whole thing. Like. And I'm like, mm, a little bit too much on the nose. The whole wiping the knife and everything is like... A little too much, yes. Why? I get that you're, like, upset and you want to make sure this fucker is dead. So you stab him, like, 700 times. Yeah. But why just, like, be almost satisfied with the killing and then wiping the knife? It was, it was to show that she is screaming. Billy Loomis's child. Yeah, I know. But it's like, come on. Um... I mean, he even says like, "You need to, you need to, uh, like, bring out the rage of your forefathers, basically, and kill yeah. this bastard." And he's like, "Okay," um, not specifically that, but basically that's what he's saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I just thought that was a bit much. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the 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 gore or violence in this one. Oh yes. I mean. The screen movies I have always it. been. I, I liked it too because the screen movies has always been. Kind of like kind of conservative, but had like a couple of scenes that are really gross. Yes, there are slashers <clears throat> without being gross, gross. Yeah, there aren't li- any like super inventive kills. They're mostly just stabbings. Yeah, um, but like in the first one, um, we do see Drew Barrymore hanging from a tree with her gut spilling out. Yes, we have uh, Tatum being crushed by a. Um, Garage door. Garage door. Yeah. Um, Tatum, by the way, is the name of the sister that we forgot. (laughs) No, by Stu's girlfriend. Oh my god. Yeah, but she's Dewey's (coughs) sister. Dewey's sister. Oh right, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's because he he has a plaque says that says Tatum in his trailer. Right, right. I just remember that. Whatever. Um, I think those are the like main like gory kills in the first one. In the first one, yeah. In the second one, you have well Dewey's death, yes, with all the blood on the on the on the window or whatever. Um, yeah, that's I guess that's only like Gorman in the second one. Yeah, basically. The third one the doesn't third really one, have any. No, they don't have gores. They have uh, explosions. <laughs> right, that's the action movie. <clears throat> yeah. And then the fourth one you have when they kill the uh, the the friend who lives. Who's the neighbor to to um, right? Whatever the Jill girl is called Roberts. Um, yeah, Jill, I think. Yeah, Jill. Yes, Jill. Jill. Uh, when she gets like stabbed, there's like blood all over the walls, and her body is displayed out on the on the bed. Um, and this one as well. I even more than the other ones had a lot of like like violent murders. Yes. Like when when Tara gets stabbed in the beginning, she stabbed. Do they say seventeen times? Se- no, seven times. I think seven times. Okay. But, but then just... you know they uh, the killer steps on her leg, oh, yeah, breaking and snaps it. the leg. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, stabs her right through her hand. Yeah. Jesus style. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna stab her in the face, and she holds up her hand. Um, and it's really violent. You like hear her scream as a knife just goes in like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 
it's super disgusting. And yeah. I, mean, I, I, I watch a lot of like splatter movies and horror movies and stuff. I recoiled at the violence. In I this mean, one, in a good way. The broken bone, I had to look away because I yeah, cannot stand bones nah, sticking like, out. Uh, I don't like broken bones. That's the worst thing, um, basically. And then in the end, I guess we'll get to the reveal, but in the end, when Sam kills the killer, and he's like yeah. screaming for her to stop as she just stabs him over and over and over and over and over. It is, I was just like, whoa, what the fuck? And that was like, that was the horror bit in this movie. Like, yeah. it was creepy. <laughs> I mean, much they stabbed each other. Also, um,. The the Hicks family's deaths were kind of gory as well. Oh yeah, yeah. When Wes gets stabbed through the neck, through the neck, it comes side, and yeah. it comes right through. It was really Yuck. gross, and it was it was nice because I, I think they it actually put like up. I think they put like a, like a prosthetic piece yeah, of so neck too. and just stabbed through that because there was no CGI knife or anything. It didn't look no. like it at least. Which is very really nice. Good. Same with then killing the mother just outside before that, just stabbing and stabbing. Oh, yeah. and stabbing. I mean, there wasn't a close-up on that one. No, but if we but see close-up of the mask co- and just hearing the knife yeah. just go in and out, in and out, in and out. And it's just like, oh, Jesus. Which makes sense when we find out who the killers are. Because one of yes. them is, like, nuts. <laughs> yes. I mean, they're both kind of nuts. But but yes, but especially... Spoiler, obviously there's two killers. Well, yeah, it's almost always two killers, right? Not in the third one. No, I think the third one's the only one that doesn't have two killers. Yeah, once again, the, the third, third one, one sticks out. <laughs> technically, you have two killers, but then the one killer kills the other killer because, you know, there's there can only be one person. Yeah, alive. you know. It can only be yeah. a final girl. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, <laughs> the problem is, like, revealing the killers in this doesn't make a lot of sense because the characters aren't really that interesting. But it's... No. It's Tara's friend, Amber... And Sam's yeah. boyfriend, uh, Jack Quaid. Richie, right. And she's like, Which, oh, you? I OP? mean, I kind of guessed it, <clears throat> but I wasn't sure. Listen, that's part of the fun watching these movies. I suspected everyone at some point. Sure, yes. I suspected but, Tara. I even leaned over to you and said, maybe yeah. it's Tara. Like, and I was like, no, it's not Tara. I know it's not going to be Tara. <laughs> no, I guess not, yeah. But... As in the hospital, when when Sam and Richie get there and they're all kind of introduced, yeah, and Amber goes when they're like asked to leave, and Amber goes, "Let's go Netflix." I was like, "Why does she hate him so much?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's she's... no reason for her to hate him that much unless but... it's a ruse. Yeah, because they try to play it off that she's overprotective. Yeah, um... but it doesn't really come off as that. No, no. Because she's not overprotective in any other scene, basically. Not, yeah, not really. Except for she suspects everyone at some point, I suppose. Yeah, but so does everyone else. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, that's part of that's part of the scream charm. Yeah, and I think they do a good job with that as well. Everyone seems suspect at one point or another. Like except early on, we see for Wes and yeah, Chad. In my opinion, Chad's the twin brother. Uh, no, because early on we see he has uh, he has bruises uh, on his bruises? arm. He's like, oh, it's from practice. We get kind of rough. He's like, sure. It's not where Tara yeah. grabbed you as you stabbed her seven times, right? But at the same, same time, I was like, nah, that makes sense. He's just a himbo, basically. Yeah, but I thought like he was being uh, uh, coerced into killing by his girlfriend or something. That was my idea at first. Maybe, Because um, yeah. Liv, Liv has motive as well. She, she's like the one that the group doesn't really like. She's just the yeah. girlfriend of the friend, you know? Um, 
So definitely, and they have like, a weird oh. relationship because they haven't had sex yet, and she's all coin strange. I suppose I don't know. They, yeah. She seems like o- she's off. just hanging along. Yeah, and she kind of and that disappears, but they don't like they don't really care about her for a while, and then she pops up again at the party in the end. Yeah. Um, and 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 then of course. Uh, the the movie geek girl the other twin she is yes. you know she likes the stab movies so just yeah. like how and they I mean, how how Randy is a prime suspect in the first movie yeah the way she talks about some of the things yeah like she's the one who's pointing out all these rules going like that was test yeah yeah she's yeah. testing all her friends on whether they like go alone down into the basement doing a Tatum basically. Oh, no, yeah, she's yeah. just going down to the basement right. to get a beer. When she's, well, when to the garage, but, you know, it's the same... It's the same setup, basically. It's the same... Se- yeah, it's the same stairs, even, I think. But I'm not sure. No, it's not. No, it's not. There's um, shorter stairs. She's, she's going Tatum. down the into the basement, not the garage. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she, like, the whole, like, oh, that was a test. You should have walked alone. And then they're standing there doing, like, this standoff like, yeah so they don't trust each other the killer <laughs> which you know? is kind of funny looking back at it because one of them is the actual killer <laughs> yeah but it's also a little bit if you're not the killer then stop <laughs> yeah just stop don't be that creepy and then of course uh sam is an obvious suspect since, yes. since she is literally the daughter of the original killer and conveniently shows up in town the day after the first attack. Exactly. Um, and then the boyfriend who, oh, I don't know anything about the Woodsboro murder, so I don't know what you, oh. The I boyfriend just... is always the main exactly, prime suspect. That's, you know, in the first one it's the boyfriend, in the second one it's the boyfriend's friend, or the group, yeah. the friend, group, friend, whatever, you know. Timothy Oliphant. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and, and that that's the first... Literally, Dewey called it the first. Yeah. The first second he meets the 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 gang, <laughs> the boyfriend. <laughs> he meets Richie and Sam first. He's like, maybe it's you. It's how the, long it's have always you known the him? Boyfriend, yeah. She's like <laughs> six months. He's like, and like yeah, he was right because well, yeah, we already said it. It's Richie and Amber, right? Sorry. Yeah, it's Richie and Amber. <laughs> Apparently, they're a couple. They met online on Reddit. Yeah, or some forum. I'm guessing it's Reddit or something. Yeah, some sort of stab subreddit. They talk about a stab yeah. forum. I'm guessing it's a subreddit. No, yeah. nobody goes to forums anymore. Sub Reddit has taken over, which is yeah. Sad, but, <laughs> but I guess they could say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they could say Netflix a bunch. Well, <laughs> you know, this is not a Netflix movie, but whatever. Um, yeah. So 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 the mo the motive for the killings in this. It's not great. Um, no. Amber wants to do it because she became obsessed with the Woodsboro murders when she moved into Stu Maker's uh, old house. Yes. Okay. And I guess she was already kind of... I, I'm guessing she was kind of unstable because she seems wacky. She seems a bit off. Uh, which is kind of funny because she is the the, the like the, the crazy hippie in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, the yeah, The one who gets her true. face smashed in and just starts screaming and, and later gets torched by Leonardo DiCaprio in the pool. Right. And that's, that's the first one. Like, oh, oh, it's her. <laughs> <laughs> that should that should have th- that should have like been a clue for me. Like, oh, you're right. She's insane and she's acting the same way basically in this movie. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, f- f- funny thing, she gets burned alive in this one as well. 
Yes. She doesn't Funny die detail, they add hand sanitizer. <laughs> yes, yes. Call back to the pandemic. <laughs> yes, which is also very quick, like, because they, yeah, they throw a bottle at her, and she's like, fucking hand sanitizer? Yeah. But then they actually... Which, it was kind of strange, because they had, like, a glass bottle full of hand sanitizer in the kitchen. I guess you could have that. Yeah. Uh, when you're when you're know. cooking and you want to it stay was a big clean, one. <laughs> yeah, I know. It had to be a little convenient so they could douse her in it. Yeah. But it's also nice that it actually came back and they used the hand sanitizer to set her on fire, which was nice. Yes. You know? Um. But right, so she's obsessed with the murders, um, because she she's lived in the house and she's researched it. Yeah, and she then becomes obsessed with the movies as well, obviously. Yeah, and then she she starts talking to this Richie character who's a big fan of the Stab series. Not not specifically yes. the Woodsboro murders, like she is, but no, she's, no, no, he's a movies. fan of the movies, the the in in world scream movies. Stab. Yes. Um, and much like a lot of other people, they hate number eight. Yes. Um, I don't remember because in in Stab in the Scream universe, we are on number eight already. <laughs> yes, and they they make a big joke out of that one in Scream Four because it opens yeah. with. The opening of I think it's stab four, five, six, and seven. I think there's Something a bunch like of like yeah. false openings in that one, which is kind of funny. It's um, kind of funny, but in this one is uh, it's uh, yeah it's it's number eight, and no one likes it. No, because um, they went a completely new way. They had like they changed uh, Ghostface. He has a silver mask. He has like cut off sleeves. He's muscular, yeah. big, and brawny. I got and it. He uses a flamethrower instead of a knife. Yeah. Yeah, um, I got. I, it's we, like Jason Ten. <laughs> we only we only see like very small snippets of Stab Eight in this, but I'm I got like a purge vibe from it. Yeah, like kinda, that or like, like Jason X. Yeah, well, that's in space, so. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, that's true. Which one is it that he's? Well, either of them, to be honest, where he just <laughs> yeah continues. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but then yeah, they they uh. So the whole the the big meta thing in this one is toxic fandom, yes. Which I was like, ugh, a little annoyed at, because I some years ago I was part of that fandom. Not really. I wasn't like <laughs> insane and bought all the fucking figurines and collector's editions. I buy some collector's editions, but that's mostly for the behind the scenes stuff. Um. But I, I was involved in the whole fandom scene, especially with Star Wars. Um, but because it got so, I don't like using the word, but toxic, toxic I kind of stopped and then realized, what, what, what am I, what am I doing here? Yeah. Why am I like bitching and complaining endlessly about movies I don't like instead of just watching movies I do like? I kind of get out of it. Um, Some of I mean, the people I watched today. Kind of commenting on that bit. Okay. Because what, a lot of say? the Scream fandom yeah? are apparently annoyed at certain things so much that they are starting to sound like they would prefer to make their own version. <laughs> that's, well, well then, then that's kind of confirming what they're talking about in this well, movie. Yeah. And I, I that's al- the thing. I always, I always, maybe it's because I'm like out of that world, so to speak. But I was, I was like, like whole, this whole toxic fandom thing is not really real. Like saying, like, uh, like I guess the most recent one is that uh, Justice League fans are toxic. Like, like, I, I, that's a small vocal minority, as we always talk about when it comes to any you know toxic whatever. Yeah. 
when it comes to politics or or, or social justice whatever. or whatever, it's always a vocal minority that then like uh, actually that yeah then 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 comes to represent the entire fandom or the yeah. entire whatever. Um, but in general, like I, I think fandoms are a good thing. Like it's just fans well, sure. of a movie, even if they're a little obsessed and like it's a movie. Come on. But like, like with the Justice League fans, like they 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 were called toxic because they like they forced Warner Brothers to to release the Snyder cut, and they 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 called like Marvel <laughs> fans like called them told them to like kill themselves or whatever. And like I'm sure some of them did, but in general, the 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 Justice League fan. I, mean, I guess that's where where I was just I dipped my toe back into the fandom. I suppose that's <laughs> why I'm a little yeah. defensive. I mean, in general, they did something good. They they managed to get uh, Zack Snyder's version of Justice League released, which is uh, my favorite movie of last year. Check out my letterbox. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a f- I I'm I unironically calling it like a modern classic. More on that some other time. But also, um, be- because they look up to Zack Snyder so much, they managed to raise like hundreds of thousands of dollars for like a, like suicide prevention programs or whatever because you know uh Zack Snyder's daughter uh, right. committed suicide and that's why he yeah. stepped away from Justice League in 2017. I mean so they did a lot of good and of course then sure. some assholes have to ruin it for everyone. And that's That's kinda, always going to be the thing though. Yes, that, that's that's the same thing. Like all the uh, e- even like the the big thing that made me stop being part of fandoms was Star Wars. Uh, it was specifically yes. the new, the sequels, the sequel trilogy, um, and in particular than the Last Jedi, because I did not like it. Not for the reasons that everyone else seemed to dislike it. The whole, oh, it's the social justice movie, whatever, whatever. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't fond of that angle, but that wasn't my the big problem with that movie. The problem with that movie was it's poorly written, even though people don't want to admit that. Whatever. The thing is that 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 th- those two camps, then the pro Last Jedi people and the anti Last Jedi people, got so like. Uh, like they got all up in like all up in arms about it and it became toxic and I people were just years after um, The Last Jedi came out they were still bickering about it and I was like why do we care? The movie came out people, it's over people still go. do videos about it and like I know. essays basically I know and I talked about this on this channel I did a little like impromptu live stream just to like start the year off um, and I talked about uh, specifically one 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 of of those people who who has become super popular for some reason, even though every video he makes is the same video. It's uh, modern movies bad because SJWs. Yeah. Um. I'll, I'll, I don't. I don't even mind. The critical drinker. He's super popular. He, out of. I mean, this little this little like fandom group that he's involved in. They're they're all like. Around like a hundred to maybe two hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. It's always on YouTube, um, but they get you know a few a few thousand views per video. He has over a million subscribers, and his videos always get at least five hundred thousand views in under twenty four hours. And some of it is jealousy. Yes, I wish I had that many views, <laughs> but mostly it's just I don't get it. I know I do get it, but I like wish. He didn't. I get it because he's always saying what he, what his fans want to hear. Want to hear. Yeah. So he's just pandering and making the same video over and over again and saying this is bad because of this, this is bad because of this. And I just wish 
because he's stuck in this this toxic fandom thing because that's what he probably rakes in a lot of money that way. Of course. Um, but imagine if he actually like talked about things he liked instead, which he does yeah. maybe once every ten or fifteen videos. He talks about some crappy thing that he likes, and then he doesn't even point out something really good. He points out like the League of Legends anime on Netflix, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Come on! There's <laughs> okay. so much more qualitative, and nothing wrong if you like that, whatever. But I mean, he could talk about so much more quality entertainment than that. Um, but he won't, because he knows that his audience doesn't want to hear that. They want to hear him no, and complain if, if about he... Marvel and Doctor Who and Star Wars. And if he does, maybe he'll be a sellout or something. Yeah. And then we got kind of off topic, but... Yes. <laughs> Richie, the Jack Jack Quaid's character in uh, Scream Five, is that kind of character. He likes talks about oh they ruined it. Some fans actually like love this blah blah blah. Now I want to kill people just to make my own sequel. Yeah, it's like, they're they're that's taking they're literally further. so mad about the uh, the eighth movie in in universe that. They want to kill people who like it, and they want to kill people to make sure that they can rewrite, rewrite. They want to reboot. Yeah. Go back to the classics. Yeah. So that's that's kind of why they're why they are um, trying to to um, to shape their like real world sequel after the original. Because they know that you know all the things in Stab. Well, not all of it, but the original Stab movies are based on real life events. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why, if we give them new real-life events, new they'll material, make a new, yeah. a new real good movie. Yeah. Um, and I think even even if, yes, like, toxic fandom is a thing, toxicity in fandom is a, fandoms is a thing, but I mean... Honestly, that's just psychos is, in yeah. this case. And especially now that they're killing people. And, and like, like, also just, like, uh, I don't know what you call it, um uh, 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 stoking that fire and like yeah. calling out toxic fans in your movies, your Hollywood movies, the thing that toxic toxic fanboys doesn't like like <laughs> is just making it worse. I haven't seen any people like doing like, oh, this movie sucks because they call us toxic. I can guess no, I mostly haven't because seen that either. Mostly Most because people are like, you know what? You're right. Yeah, this is what to we an do. extent they are right, but it's, We're it's, sorry. it's a little uh, it's a little extreme. And See, I, a normal reaction for a fan when a bad movie comes out is to write a fanfic. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Amber would have been a Wattpad writer. <laughs> yeah. In my days, it was fanfiction.net, but yeah. Or at least a fanfic writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would have been... Uh, oh my God, what's her name? What's the writer of Fifty Shades of Grey? E.L. Oh, e. James. E. James. Yeah, with Twilight to fan fiction. Stephanie Myers or whatever. <laughs> uh, See, yeah. that's what it should have been. Yeah. But no, they're both psychos, so instead they go, you know what? If we kill people the right way, make a thing they out of it. They can make a stab nine. They'll about... make an, a proper stab movie yeah. again. Um, which I guess in this universe where people are crazy enough to kill people yeah. to make like cool stories about it it makes it fits sense. in i suppose yeah. it fits in it was just a little like uh they talked about toxic fandom i mean it hit a little too close to home <laughs> even though i don't like I, I i have stepped away from all that stuff it's still like you shouldn't you shouldn't 
like I said, you shouldn't stoke that fire. <laughs> well, but I guess it made sense. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it, I, think I guess it it's a, it, I guess it's an okay idea for for how you would uh, make another scream and another stab movie, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it works also because that that is the argument that a- Amber uses when she's trying to like convince them not to kill her. She goes, "I was radicalized <gasps> oh, on the yeah. forums. Oh yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. just impressionable. Yeah, they, they... He seduced me, basically. <laughs> yeah, which that, that's I guess, I guess that's more fun. Like how how the internet in general is like toxic. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. She uses Young that girls as a will be very easily convinced by you know. Older, older guys, because Richie is yeah. older, to yeah. do dumb stuff for them. Yeah, but it's it's kind of funny though, because she, she uses that when when Sydney and and Gaylor are about to shoot her, and they're like, "You don't fool us," and she's like, "Fuck you!" Then shoots them instead. Um, but then yeah. literally like a minute later, she is she is down again, and, and she like, tries oh, it again. Please try, try the exact same thing again, and that's when they set her on fire, basically. But that's just to show that she is yeah, actually yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't know what else to do. Yeah, and I mean, in that way, uh, I, going back to what's good about this movie. In that way, the writing works. Like, yeah, this this is the kind of crazy characters that exist in the Scream universe. Yeah. Um, and their reason is, you know, they, they have a reason, and the reason makes sense in a psychotic way, just like... Exactly. Just like Billy and Stu wanted to be... Uh, their their idea is to, first of all, get revenge on all the people they hate, and yes. then to kind of be the heroes in their own, like... Uh, in their own story. Sto- story, yeah. Which is similar to... Yeah, the same with with Jill in number four. She just wants to be the hero. She wants to have the limelight. Yeah, because she's living in the shadow of of, uh, Sydney, the survivor, you know. Yeah, Yeah. and the only way to make sure you become the main character, which is the thing people want to be nowadays, is to make sure you put yourself in center by, you know, making things happen around you that would make you look like a main character. Yeah. And that Which one, is then, also kind of toxic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, because that that one, that one kind of comments on the whole whole, which is still a thing. But I mean, it, it's kind of, it was kind of before its time, because in 2011, like being famous for just being famous wasn't really a thing yet. Like no, it was starting we know, to become. We a mentioned thing. that in our video about this. Yeah. Like, uh, about the last. Like being like TikTok famous. You're famous yeah. for basically nothing. And that's, Famous for being you yeah. wasn't a thing back then, and that's what Jill or whatever her name was uh, Jill, wanted. Yeah. yeah, wanted to do in the fourth one. She wanted to be famous, but she didn't really have you know any, any talent. talent. Or... So, well, I do have a famous uh, um, uh, aunt? aunt. Yeah, right, aunt. So how about I just like become like like coast off of her fame, basically. Hold up. Random question here. It just makes me. I'm. I'm not sure. I. I remember this. Who? How the hell is she? Her aunt. Uh. How's the Sydney. family tree working in that way? Sydney has. Doesn't a... she? Does Sydney have a sibling except for the one who dies in number three? Uh. Or does he have a kid by then? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I is don't that remember. a plot hole? <laughs> um. I actually don't remember. It, no, it's 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 no, it's her it's her they're cousins, aren't oh, they? Oh, they're cousins, right? So it's cousins. it's her mother's sister's daughter. 
Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Right, it's just, it's it's kind of like, it, it, um, I don't know what to call it, Sladborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, uh, the same <coughs> they thing. They got her a bit late. Yeah, the same thing. Our our mom's, uh, like youngest aunt is just a year older than her. Yeah. <laughs> because her mother, our grandma, had like eight siblings, and they yeah yeah. So you know, it was spaced out over a lot lot of time. You know. Yeah. So it's the same thing here. She she's like a she's thirty and she's like seventeen, but whatever. They're cousins. Yeah. Um, cousins, right? Not aunt, cousins. No, cousins. Yeah, that makes sense. That Never makes mind. A lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and because he... I found that a bit uh, not like not working, but it, it may, I want I want to make the I want to do the maths here because I how old is Sam supposed to be in Scream Five? Because they say <sighs> she left when she was eighteen, but she left for six years. She that would make her twenty three. Yeah, as soon as she got eight, were eighteen, she left. I think. Um. Yeah. That, so I think she, that's what she was in her mid twenties. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's twenty five years after the original murders, so she must be twenty twenty five or twenty six. Basically, yeah, mid twenties. But I think by my math, she's only twenty three. It's, I don't know if I'm remembering things wrong, but it feels like they're kind of retconning things somehow. Maybe a little bit. Um, and, and that's not for me at least. That's not super important that the no that's exact just something years that... are are. She's in her mid twenties, whatever you know. Yeah, I guess um, it just stuck with me. Sure, like, yeah, Wait, sure. I mean, it, should, it should be accurate, but it doesn't mean the end. No. Um, she's one in her thing that should be accurate that is not is why the fuck do they have a landline? Yes, and that was my the first <laughs> my first like reaction when I saw the trailer. Is like, who the hell has a landline today? I think they even mentioned that in like Scream Four. Like, nobody has landlines anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was twenty eleven. And um, also, she has these automatic locks because she can lo- close them all with a, an app on her phone. Yeah. But when you see the locks, they are regular as locks. Maybe that they were just. Work. Maybe they've just retrofitted them with an automatic thing in the door. It's it's not like a, an actual like ring doorbell kind of lock, whatever. I don't know. Future tech or so something, yeah, but that I, as far as I know, that doesn't exist. Yet. I don't know. But the but landline yeah, is like what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> uh, I mean, who has spe- landline? Speaking of our grandma, our eighty-year-old grandma. Yeah. Even she hasn't had a landline for a few years now. Exactly. Like what the hell? <laughs> And she, what, like, why does she need? You know, no, they need the landline so she can talk to Amber over text messages. As, at the same time, she's talking to the murderer. That's why. Well, you know, speakerphone is a thing. <sighs> yep. You I, can text while on a call on a cell phone. I don't know. That's a nitpick, though. It's and it is just, a callback. It's just like, for yes, aesthetics, I, know, I suppose. I know why it's there, but yeah, it's like. But it's like, come nobody on. has a landline anymore. You could have just rewritten that so that she put the <laughs> the killer on speakerphone and takes it Amber yeah, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I, I know, but whatever. <laughs> it's yeah. to have the whole. <gasps> there's a signal coming from that thing on the counter over there yeah. instead of oh, it's my back pocket vibrating. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> No yeah. one puts sounds on their phones anymore. You just have vibration. Yeah. Imagine if she was making popcorn at the same time. That would have been. Yeah. Because she, she does the, she is the, doing the, the fondling the knife thing. She does that like Drew Barrymore yeah. does. And she does have like a pot on the stove that she eventually just puts in the sink. Yeah. Um, but there's no popcorn as far as I know. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, and they are talking about watching a movie with a friend. She and Amber are planning on having a movie night. Right, yeah. Um, and in that scene, like just speaking about like co- commenting on the state of horror movies, um, they kind of make fun of of Scream and slashers <laughs> yes. in general. Like that's like, that's bad horror movie. I like I like elevated horror, which is uh, that's a that's a disputed term, I suppose, because. What she calls, he asks her, "What's your favorite scary movie?" She says, "The Babadook." Great horror movie. Yeah, by the way. check it out if you have. I Amazing. haven't seen it because I couldn't even see the first ten minutes without getting scared. <laughs> Amazing horror movie, um, but she mentions she mentions uh, uh, Babadook. Hereditary. And it follows. Right, it follows, and she calls it elevated horror. Like it's horror, like you know that stupid, silly horror genre, but it's better than that. But I mean, it's basically it's just not a slasher. Yeah. But just speaking of that term, elevated horror, I think it's kind of bullshit because yeah, even though Hereditary and the Babadook and the Witch and even it follows, oh, yeah, but I'm not a well. big fan of that. Um, they're definitely more like intelligent, more complex, uh, deeper, if you want to say that, than a yeah. movie like well, not specifically Scream. Scream is always well written, but like Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. It's still in the same genre. They're still both horror movies. The same way fucking, uh, I don't know, uh, Under Siege 2, the Steven Seagal crap fest, is in the same <laughs> genre as John Wick. But I don't, yeah. call, I don't call John Wick elevated action. No, it's action. It's just yeah. a better action movie than Under Siege 2. I, I would I would separate them by doing slasher and horror, possibly, but I wouldn't say it's elevated horror. No, it's because... It's just horror. That's... that's just elitist. I know it's yeah. silly to care about that, but it's just stupid. It's a horror movie. It's just a better horror movie than Friday the Thirteenth yeah. or Stab, as they talk about in this one. Um, I think it's a bit of a commentary on the fact that nowadays we don't have a lot of slashers anymore. No, and it, this is the first in a long time. And I guess it's also that is more pure of a slasher. There's more of a divide. There, there aren't really that many like. M- middle ground horror movies either have the really bad ones which aren't really bad like The Conjuring The Conjuring movies are still fine but they're not elevated horror but then you have Midsommar and uh, Hereditary and uh, you know The Witch whatever yeah which is actually like they're, they're works of art. Yes, yes, yes. But horror. <laughs> um. So, but but I, I still don't think you should use the term like elevated horror. And I'm I'm wondering no. if since she does get stabbed in that scene, if they're like, uh, it's a it's a dig at people who are like snobby about their horror. I think Maybe? so. Also, also because you know she is the first victim in a slasher in a classic old timey like nineties horror. Yeah. Yeah, and nineties style horror, and and that too. The fact that this is a slasher, um, but it elevates the genre by, like we said in the beginning, actually having interesting characters. Yeah, a well written script with like a proper like mystery. It's not just gore for gore's sake. Exactly. Um, so could you technically call Scream then elevated horror? Scream is elevated slasher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I Whatever. So that's why I think. Yeah, don't say elevated horror. <laughs> Just nah. call it horror. Um, we should try and round this up with the final thing we were supposed to do here. Ranking. Right. Well, we, we, I gotta just speak in terms. <laughs> one more thing. This is a quick one. When the movie buff girl, the twin girl, calls yeah, what's going on now is a requel. 
or a she something legacy quo. Yeah, something that, like that. There, I gotta say that there is an actual term for that, and I thought everyone knew about that. But the whole, the whole like making a sequel that is basically a reboot of the franchise, um, but th- still acknowledges the legacy of the older movies. Yeah, that's called a soft reboot. Oh right, but you see, I don't know. Maybe that's like an that's not a term. thing anymore. No, but it's it's. I no, think you'd call it a requel nowadays. I've never heard anyone. I've heard the word requel, but I've never heard anyone actually use it. Um, I have. And I'm wondering then maybe maybe soft re- reboot is more of an industry term, but I thought everyone said soft reboot because it is a reboot of the genre that still acknowledges the older movie. Uh, reboot of the franchise. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Not reboot the genre. of the franchise. <laughs> That still acknowledges the old movies, which really, like, it, it's been around well, for a while, but, you know, it really kicked off with, once again, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, which was yeah. it was a reboot, because it's basically uh, uh, a new hope. New events. Yeah, but with new characters. Yeah. Um, And the old characters still are still there. That was just, I thought we just called it a soft reboot, not a legacy sequel or See, requel. I think a requel is more of a... It's a more direct continuation of the originals, but still introducing new people and new new mysteries to be able to continue on as in a, a new sequel. Compared to where a soft reboot is like, this has happened, we acknowledge it, we still have some of the characters, but this is completely new. So is... is so would you call this a requel? More so because the killings are connected to the original movies. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but that's the connection to the old movies. Like, is the Force no, Awakens a soft reboot connected. or a requel? Then that's a soft reboot because I, I mean, even though I the events the are directly connected, it's still like it's been so long. It's a new, if I remember correctly, it's like a new war, basically. Yeah, yeah, but it's but just, in this one, it's it's. It's more or less the same issue continuing on just in new people. Hmm. I don't know. I thought it was s- silly to make up new words it's, when there's a perfectly fine It's a thin line. Yeah. But I think requel is also more of a Gen Z word. It works yeah. better than well, a soft yeah. reboot. Yeah, once again, goddamn Gen Z making up stupid words to make it sound good. No, it's a soft <laughs> reboot. Um, well, yeah. Is, well, I'm in between. It, I understand the word, the ch- chose, choice of uh, requel. But I can agree that it's sort of a soft reboot. But it feels like more than a reboot. It's a sequel more than a reboot. I guess that's I, why you. S- I guess we can actually like do a proper discussion about that. But we'll do that in a patron exclusive episode. Yes. Um. I guess quickly then just to bring, bring back <laughs> Ghost Bastards because that was funny to say. <laughs> Ghost Bastards Afterlife is that a uh, soft reboot or a requel? Soft reboot. <laughs> How are you I distinguishing think, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Anyway, you know what? Yeah, let's we'll continue about that, that some other I just, time. I just hate please, it when you said, please, oh, please, help us decide this by yes, commenting please. or sending us a, a tweet or an Insta message or something. If you're on YouTube, comment down below. What the hell is the difference between a soft reboot <laughs> and a requel, or is it just the same thing? And one is a Gen Z word, and the other is a Boomer word. Yeah, Twitter at don't make a scene underscore at Lady Bixter. Yeah, that's my Twitter. Yeah. 
Comment, please comment. We'll link, of course. We have a link tree. Or if you find, if you're following us on Instagram, you can you can always comment on the post, which will be up on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Help us figure this out, because obviously we don't really know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, but now, what are the difference, or is there really a difference? Now, yes. Let's get into. How would you rank these? Yes. So let's. Go- I think my ranking has changed quite a lot since we did the episode in okay do you do you have about do you remember your ranking or do you have our rankings in front of you (coughs) no i think i remember mine okay Uh, i don't well no i do remember mine i know yeah um so your ranking before number five was i believe i said one two four three so that's from from top to bottom yes so number one is the best but there's like you know Four and three are very close. Yeah, sure. Well, but I prefer number four because it's closer to my age. It's and number three is a bit too much over the top. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now I can then, almost kind of skip that. With number five, I would almost put number five as number three. I would. I think I. I think it's like by point 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 one better than number four. Ooh. Okay. And it's definitely better than number three. Yes. Well. So I would say it's one, two, five, four, three now. <laughs> well, then my my ranking is <laughs> gonna be very similar. I'm pretty sure my old ranking was like you said, one, two, four, three. Yeah, I think you had. For that a while, too. I liked the second one better, but then rewatching them when we last year when we did the uh, the podcast about it, no, the, the yeah. original is the best one by far. Yes. Um, I still like the second one a lot. But it's not as good as the first one. Third one is terrible in a, in comparison. Yeah. And the, but the fourth one, you know, it it stepped it up. And I thought it was a good sequel. Um. Now with the fifth one, um, it's probably one, two, four, five, three. Yeah. I still think the fourth one is better than the fifth one, mainly because <laughs> those characters are millennials. So I can yes. relate to them more than I could the Gen Z characters. I think they're technically my age. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we are technically in the same uh, generation. It's just that I am yeah, at I the suppose, yeah. I'm at the very edge of the boomer generation because I was I'm just born because that's from like from seventy six to eighty four or something. I'm born in eighty nine. So I'm yeah. I'm a very old you know, millennial. Gen Z and the even the younger one. I didn't even know what they're called. No. They're calling my age old millennials. Exactly. Well, your age, old. You're yes. You're like you're like millennial. millennial. I'm mid. Yeah, you're a millennial. But I'm they're calling my age old millennials. Well, like, yeah, that's that's another problem with Gen Z. They don't <laughs> fucking understand anything. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the the Gen Z has been like divided up in three generations yeah. because they're so mo- many and so weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but I, I have to say also that Scream Number Two is actually falling slightly in points, but it's still. Just a little bit better than five and four because it is the sequel. So you, it is the greatest sequel because it is the greatest sequel ever made in general. Well, calm in my down. opinion. <laughs> in my opinion. All right, all right, all right. Um, but but you, five and four are really stepping up the game that they're almost surpassing number two as a movie in and of itself. Oh, okay. Scream Two sure. is only winning points because it is a great sequel. Sure, sure. Um, but we can both agree the th- third one is the worst. 
Oh yes, and uh, the first <laughs> one is the best. And first one is, it's like it's. I mean, it's the original. Yeah, it's, never it's beat so, the original. That and I must say that has gotten better and better the older I get, yeah. um, and the older that movie gets. Like it has aged like fine wine, even though it's yes. very nineties. I mean, well, yeah. it's still like the writing is the writing and directing is so good that you know it has still aged fine, even though it's the very nineties. I mean, it created a legacy of 25 years in the making without even having to do tons of movies. Yeah. It's still a, what's it called, like prerequisite for a lot of horror in general. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Prerequisite, is that the right word? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what what you're getting, but I think I I know what you mean. The origin of a lot of great horror. Yes, sure. I mean, it, it, um, it revived the horror genre. Yes. Like early to mid 90s. Horror. I mean, there was. There's always gonna. There were always good horror movies. There's always gonna be good sure. horror movies. Of but course. mainstream horror was just the worst. Yeah. That's when you had like Leprechaun in the Hood. You had uh, Hellraiser Bloodline, <laughs> which is Pinhead in Space. Um, yeah. <laughs> you had the the Halloween Six, which is just one of the worst movies ever made. Mainstream horror was terrible. So then they then Kevin Williamson decided to write. <clears throat> a, a, a horror movie about how bad horror movies are and actually make a good horror movie out of it. <laughs> and in in the works of it creating the best horror villain, in my opinion. One of them, sure, yeah. Which is, in in but my then, opinion, the best. <laughs> then, kind of funny, which we also talked about in our Patreon like companion episode to Scream last year, where we talked about all the Scream ripoffs that came out in yes. the wake of, of Scream. That really didn't get the point of Scream. Like, they just exactly. started making bad slashers again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but still, like, that is why that is why Scream, uh, in my opinion, is a classic. Because it revived the horror yes. genre. The horror genre wouldn't be what it is today if it wasn't for Scream. No. Um, and, uh, yeah, it has endured 25 years without really making a bad movie. I mean, the, th- the third one is pretty bad, but I mean, compare sure. it to, c- yeah, compared to its, to its, um, uh, to its, to its ilk, like compared to Valentine, compared to, I still know what you did last summer. Com- I would compared watch to Scream the urban legends movies. <laughs> anytime. Yes. Yes. Scream is, Scream 3 is still a lot better than those movies. So even though it's yeah. the worst Scream movie, it's still fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's just a bit over the top yes. for the Scream movies, but for a horror movie, meh, it's, it's fine. Like, yeah. It's better than most. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's that's why I say you did a fourth one, which miraculously was great. Yes. You made a fifth one, which even more miraculously was not terrible. It was good. Well, yeah, it's almost great. Yeah, almost great. Yeah. Don't push your luck. <laughs> be yeah, be careful about what you continue on here. If you're gonna make another one, yeah, be very careful. I mean, I guess perks, we're talking to if you bring back Hollywood Kirby. in general. Just be careful. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Don't ruin I mean, the Scream franchise. Pl- plus points if you bring back Kirby, just like you brought back Hicks. Yes. Um, but you know, I don't know if Sam and Tara are. Uh, final girl material. Mm. I don't know. No, I don't think so. <clears throat> Honestly, I, I think Amber would have been a better final girl, even though she's psycho. Yeah. Well. Well. That's gonna have to be it. I think. That's have. Yeah. That's it. Um. 
Thank you uh, so much for listening. Or watching. Or if watching. You're on if you're watching on YouTube, of course. Um, want to say once again, um, if you want to listen to this in advance, well, now you can't, but you could have. You know, in the future. Yeah. And if you want to hear us talk more about 20, the year of 2021 and probably talk a little bit more about Scream. Um, yeah. Check us out on Patreon. Links everywhere. Um, for only three bucks a month, you get the exclusive episode, you get the commentary tracks, you get early access to the other, other podcasts, um, you get to pick what we talk about on the podcast. There are other tiers. There's a $1 tier if you just want to, you know, contribute a little bit. Or there's a, a stupid $10 and $5 tier, that, uh, $20 tier that doesn't really get you anything else. But if you just want to support us even more. <laughs> Um, Anything is appreciated. But Even a like, follow, and comment. Of is course, much of course. Just liking and subscribing on YouTube, following on uh, on all the other podcast platforms. You can even now you can uh, you can score. You can give a score on on Spotify. I think only on the mobile version though, the mobile app. You can give a one to five score. Give us a five star there, you know. Um, and don't forget to listen every Thursday for free on all the platforms and every Monday on Patreon. Um, and we'll see yeah. you in the next episode. But until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye. The Spoiler Cast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It's hosted by Tobias Anderbeke Vedin, produced by Tobias Vedin. Executive producer is Annika Vedin. Direction and sound editing by Tobias Vedin. A big thank you to all our supporters over on Patreon for keeping this show going. Rasmus Jonsson, Laura Kinney, Mom and Dad. Thank you.